0: Welcome to the fifth of five episodes going over the year that we reported on in 2020. Welcome back to another special episode of Money with Friends coming to you live from Texarkana, Texas, in my mom's half-finished basement where we make the Stacking Benjamin show. I'm Joe Hi.
1: Joe, you're not live. I'm not live.
0: <laughs> this is pre-recorded. Uh, we, we we did. I am probably sitting somewhere with a video game controller in my hand. Let's be realistic. <laughs> as you're listening to this, but I am in Texarkana, yeah. Texas with that video game controller.
1: And I'm Bobby Rebell, certified financial planner and host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast coming to you from my family's vacation rental home in Kissimmee, Florida. And I'm actually thinking that, Joe, you might be playing video games with my 13-year-old the way things are going.
0: <laughs> Probably. Hopefully. Well, actually, I can't play with 13-year-olds because they just kick my butt. I, I'm horrible <laughs> at video games, but, but I certainly enjoy it this time of year. Hey, and I got to ask you, you know, as you know, Bobby, you're in one of my favorite places on earth. How many times by the time people hear this, have you been to the house of mouse and brought your two bags of money to pay tribute to the house of mouse?
1: Zero. None. Zero. By the time, how How, can, no. how can
0: you be that close on new year's Eve Eve and not have gone to Disney world?
1: So we're working and doing school from here because it's warm and sunny and look, we'll evaluate the health and safety and my stepchildren who are 21 and 24 are coming down um, at some point during our, you know, extended stay here in Florida and we'll see. I think that we will go at some point, but we're, you know, we're, we're quarantining here. I don't know if quarantine is the right word because technically we're not quarantining, but we're we're staying socially distant in our home right now and we don't have plans to go. By the time this airs, we I do not expect, have any plans to have gone to Disney World, but I do hear that they are very well run right now. And that relative to other places, they're doing a great job that they really are working very hard at keeping people safe when they do visit Disney World. So I I commend them for that.
0: I listened to some Disney podcasts and they talk about the lines for rides and how they keep six feet between people. So the lines look really long, but because they keep so much room between people, the lines fly and where a line looks like it would be three hours long. And even the signs say that it's going to be long. Most people are reporting that you're in and out of these rides in 15, 20 minutes. And they're also, they're sanitizing the rides between, I mean, just the, the, the crazy procedures they're doing to try to keep these parks open. I still myself don't feel comfortable going. So I'm, so I'm with you. Yeah, I just can't imagine. We'll see. I mean, we'll, a, we'll see. Yeah. Sitting I in think a after seat. the
1: holidays, We'll be here for January as well. So I think after the holidays, maybe it will be more empty in the parks and maybe we'll consider it.
0: Yeah. The um, funny thing about Disney was you and I were at a conference just before lockdown started. And yes. uh, as as you know, you got on a plane to go home and I stayed an extra day and went to the park. <laughs> and I remember, I remember there was hand sanitizer all over everything. So we kept putting hand sanitizer on. And um this was of course pre-mask and I just think mm-hmm. about how I didn't get COVID there is But you did get COVID. I did get COVID, but that was much later. And that was when I was being very, very cautious, was when I got COVID. But back then, I no, I didn't I didn't know what that was. Um speaking of of sick and actually beyond how sick. How are you
1: gonna yeah, yeah the transition here is y- tough here?
0: Yeah, this is not a great transition, but mm-hmm. As in any year, we look back on people who passed away. And when you have a money show, you look at these stars every year, Bobby, that pass away without great estate planning. And this year, we saw Eddie Van Halen pass away without good estate planning. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman, who's going to be the topic of this October 22nd episode of Money with Friends. Uh, Adam Carroll joins me to talk about it. But uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Tony Shea, you you did the show on Tony Shea. and even when you did the show about Tony Shea, the word about him was not out yet that not only did he not have no. an estate plan, but he has post-it notes talking about investments he has all over the place and no record in one place of where the heck his investments are. A lot of people don't know what the heck Tony invested in because he he left no record and it's really wreaking havoc on his estate.
1: Yeah, it's it's always fascinating that people appear one way in public to really have their act together and then behind the scenes, not always. With Chadwick Boseman, one thing that was really worrisome also was that the size of his estate was much smaller than we would have expected. And I was really baffled by that. That's something that you guys talk about. And we Because we don't have the information, I don't even know if there were post-it notes for Chadwick Bozeman, but we don't have the information. We don't know, was he very generous? I know that in some cases he um, reportedly gave up money for roles so that other people could be better paid. He was very generous in that sense. I think it was Sienna Miller. Um, he gave up some money in a movie he was in so that she could have enough money to do the film. Um, so he, maybe he was giving away his money or maybe he did not get paid huge sums of money because he was really on the, he was just, you know, he was an A-level star, but just, he he was relatively new in that world. Why didn't he have more money?
0: The piece That, that, the, that was so baffling to me. The other thing, Bobby, that completely i I find myself baffled by is he knew for a long time and kept it private that he was mm-hmm. most probably going to die soon. And he worked, in fact, there's a movie coming out that you and I talked about just before we hit record, Ma Rainey, that I really want to see in the next few days. Hopefully by the time this comes out, I've seen it because it looks fabulous. It looks like a great film on Netflix, I believe. But he knew that he was struggling and um, and to not have your estate plan together when you know for that long just shows the degree to which we think the world is not going to go on after us that things are not going to uh, like to some degree, don't we all think that the world's this place that started the day we were born (laughs) and then it's just there when we're around like the idea of, of, of uh, our mortality is incredibly difficult. And even when you know you're going to pass away and by the way, you know, we're talking about Chadwick Boseman, but how many times have you seen this with people who aren't celebrities, which is the why reason I think it's so important that people know, we all know it someday we're going to pass away and getting that that estate plan together is so important.
1: Yeah, I think it's really hard. I understand why he didn't talk about being ill publicly in general. Because as an actor, sure. you're, you're going to become uninsurable and no one's going to hire you. But I hope there was some way he could have. I, I can't imagine there was no way he couldn't have discreetly worked with a lawyer to do something. I, I don't know. It's hard even, to know what was going on. Maybe even, he was in denial.
0: Yeah, even one of these online programs. You know, there's now these free solutions that people can do as a stopgap that are out there. So rounding out the year 2020, we're going to talk another star dies without a will. This is uh, October 22nd. uh, Our friend Adam Carroll and I. What will you learn today? We're talking about another great passing away. Chad Bozeman left a legacy in films such as Black Panther, played greats like Jackie Robinson and James Brown. But he's back in the news for another not-so-great reason this last week. Host of the Build a Bigger Life podcast and top TED speaker Adam Carroll joins us. We're starting your day with a dose of vitamin A.C. on today's October 22nd version of Money with Friends. Welcome back to the money with friends podcast coming to you live from my mom's half finished basement in Texarkana, Texas.
2: I'm Joe Saul Cihai. Adam Carroll coming to you from the rock metropolis of Des Moines, Iowa, where it snows in October and doesn't leave until April. You get the it best
0: 60 days of summer ever in Des Moines, Iowa. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're going to tackle one about another superstar passing away. Not only do we read over them like some podcasts, we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to plan uh, more effectively. If that's not enough, we'll share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your All in usually less than 20 minutes. Adam Carroll. We finally convinced him to join us. I'm hoping he doesn't regret
2: it yet. (laughs) How are you, my friend? I'm great, Joe. The fact that you sent me a mug was enough for me. Dude, I get paid in swag? I'm I'm golden. He's like, I can see how Adam, Adam Carroll can just be bought. There it is. He's like, oh, like
0: seriously, another water bottle. How many water bottles do you need? If I'd thrown in a t-shirt, Adam would have moved in with me. (laughs) (laughs) But, but tell everybody about the podcast, my friend, because you have a ton of fun helping people build a bigger
2: life. Yes. I, for, since 2015, I've been doing a show called the build a bigger life podcast. It started out as basically an offhand comment to a friend. Maybe you need to build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. Somebody who had lots of expenses and not enough income to meet it. And, um, you know, they since have, have eradicated a lot of their debt, increased their income. And as I went along and interviewed people who were building a bigger life, I realized they had nine things in common. And they are the nine core, what I call tenets of building a bigger life, all featured on part of the on each part of the episode.
0: Yeah, it's it's really really cool, and we'll have a link to it by the way on our Money with Friends podcast show notes page. Today we're going to talk about a guy who you know Adam built a very big life, and uh, and sadly left a legacy that. Um, well, let's talk about. It. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is John. This
1: is David of the Queer Money Podcast.
0: Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's time for our headlines. All right, today's piece comes to us from page6.com, and it's written by Francesca Bacardi. Francesca writes, Chet Bozeman's widow has filed a probate case as the late Black Panther star died without a will. Taylor Simone Ledward filed the case last Thursday in Los Angeles is requesting a judge name her administrator of the estate with limited authority according to documents obtained by page 6. Ledward listed the estimated value of Bozeman's estate at $938,500. Uh, he secretly, Bozeman secretly, by the way, got married to his longtime love before his death. They reportedly became engaged in October 2019. Chad Bozeman did a ton of great stuff, Adam. It really surprised me knowing a little bit about this story. Maybe our fans don't know a lot about this story, but Chad Bozeman knew he was, he, was, he, was, he was dying for a long time. Uh-huh. And even on the set of Black Widow knew that he was dying and told nobody and continued working very diligently and doing all this great stuff. I don't understand why somebody who does so much great work like he has dies without a will.
2: I'm com- I'm in complete agreement, Joe. I, I had questions in reading the article and going through even his past history in terms of all the movies he did, and they were all about legacy and these characters who left a legacy. And yet the one legacy that we can all leave in terms of leaving assets and directives and things like that to family, he seemingly or somehow missed. I mean, it's just shocking. The other question I had, and I don't know if this stuck out for you, Joe, was his estate that she listed for probate purposes was $938,500. And you think how many movies did he make millions and millions of dollars? And yet his estate was under a million dollars. Yeah. So, what, happened? what happened?
0: What happened? I did. I very much wonder that. I also wonder something else too, which is if they secretly got married do you think we're going to see this is a contested situation? Like is she Mm -hmm. filing documents with probate? Because it doesn't seem like, I mean, don't get me wrong. She does have to file documents and show that, but I don't think that that would be a big deal for your spouse to file documents. That seems pretty, pretty above board. But the fact that they secretly got married, I wonder if this is going
2: to be another one of those Hollywood contested uh, estates. A great question. And if his name is on many of these assets, but there is no beneficiary or she was not listed as beneficiary, obviously it wouldn't pass directly to her. It would have to go through probate. So you imagine this woman who um, I, I can assume she she probably is employed somewhere, has a job of her own or has a- access to assets. But if she was relying on him, how long is that uh, probate? court case going to go where all of those assets are tied up and she has no access to it. Is that where, by the way, life insurance
0: comes in, Adam, for a lot of people just because it's instant liquidity for people, even if they have stuff, especially if you own real estate, let's say, you own real estate, it takes forever to sell that stuff. Uh, Life insurance seems to me to be a way to get some liquidity right now.
2: Uh, That was one of the first questions I wrote down in my notes in reading the piece was hopefully there was life insurance and the life insurance transfers um, given that someone's an actor, I don't, I don't know that world per se. I don't know if they're given, uh, you know, if there's life insurance contracts taken out on them when they do a film, I would assume so. Come on. You made a because documentary, I- your
0: lifestyles of the rich and famous.
2: <laughs> yeah. My wife took out a life insurance policy on me <laughs> during the documentary. I don't think it was for the same purpose. <laughs> it was going to kill me when I was in the middle of it. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, I asked about, uh, insurance, I think being listed as an executor on on people's will uh this is kind of an interesting point I think we could make on this I know folks who are like oh yes I'm listed on, as the executor on this person's estate that is not a privilege <laughs> that is not a privilege for other that you want other people to go through and the reason why and why this story is so important to your listeners is that the will the the last derivative for your financial estate and any kind of intellectual property or anything you're passing along to heirs, it is so critical that that is spelled out because the last thing you want to have happen at the end of your life is then for people to have to pick up all the pieces afterwards and assume what you wanted done with the money or the, the resources or the intellectual property. So we've got to make sure we're spelling that out.
0: Well, and the bad news too, about spelling it out
2: seriously, Adam, how much time does it take? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, I, I know how long my wife and I agonized over some of the decisions, right? But to, to fully sit down and write something out so you at least have it. 60 minutes.
0: Yeah, not not long. I'm thinking about when Cheryl and I got our estate done, it was nothing. By the way, I was the one that kept putting it off. The guy that was a financial planner at the time, I wanted nothing to do with my estate plan. I felt it was like waving the white flag. And baby, I got to tell you, I came out of that office and I felt awesome. I couldn't believe how great I felt. Like yeah. I felt like such a responsible adult. I don't know what the hell was going on there.
2: <laughs> you got your adult card at the end of that I meeting? Did, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten the note either about how much I get of the estate, Joe, so I'll, That's, I'll just check that after. I'm fact. sure it's, it's, it's on the
0: way. Uh, pieces of the estate plan that we should tell people to pay attention to. I know that, by the way, uh, just so people know, Adam is not an, an estate planning attorney, but as a guy who's been around money topics, I'm assuming that you know a fair amount about this.
2: I, I would like to think that I am dangerously intelligent about it. Um, one of the things for me, in particular, we we have built a really cohesive life insurance plan, not just for my children, but for our grandchildren and future generations. So I think when we start talking about what does the future plan look like, it literally for me, is a generational plan. I don't I don't uh, I, I would like to think, not for control purposes, but that decades from now, generations from now, there are still decisions being made that I have gotten to make for my family that puts them in a better position financially.
0: I'm being told, by the way, by our friends hanging out with us live as we make this podcast that I I said black widow and not uh, black, black panther. So that's that's my covid diagnosis. I wonder, by the way, how long I can get away with saying (laughs) that my lack of doing things perfect is covid. Like I think uh, probably six months, don't you think?
2: Oh, I think longer. My uncle, you know, claimed to have had a stroke years ago and and he just keeps bringing it up. I mean like, oh, I f- you forgot to close the door. Oh, I'm sorry, I had a stroke six years ago. I mean, it's always something that's being brought up. <laughs> you
0: you know I'm gonna be doing that on every show now. Oh, I'm sorry, the COVID. Uh, COVID in yes. 2020. Yes, get the sympathy vote there. But 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 uh thanks everybody. It is Black Panther. Um w- when you do your state plan, I think there's a few things that are important. Uh number one, and, and I th- I think you you Uh, alluded to this earlier, Adam, but choosing the right person to be that executor of the will is super important. It should be somebody, uh, obviously, it's probably going to be your spouse as the first person. The person I'm really worried about is the secondary person, the contingent if you and your spouse both pass away if you're married, uh, because this person should be somebody who's okay with being seen a little bit as a jerk. Like you want somebody who's also just going to follow your rules. And I'll give you an example of the bad stuff that happens. The executor doesn't have to follow the rules. When my grandmother passed away, my family had a farm. My aunt decided that she didn't want to do what the will said. Uh, And and everybody was fighting her because some people wanted to sell the farm. Some people didn't. People wanted to hunt on it. Some people wanted to farm it. The will said to sell the farm right now. It said to sell it immediately. But but instead of following it, she's such a nice lady. My aunt is the world's nicest lady. And she let everybody have an opinion. And the bad news was this was just before the 2007-2008 crisis. And they ended up getting probably about 40% less money because she waited. Instead of just doing what the will said, so you got to have somebody that that is going to go. Nope, this is what it said. I'm going to follow it. X Y Z. Have that person, and then for your kids, you want to make sure you have a guardian for your children. Right. Uh, w- what I worry about there, Adam, that a lot of people don't know is the guardian can can be somebody different than the person that handles the money. Like, uh, uh, and, and and I saw and realized, by the way, these people are not going to be friends if you make them two, two separate people. But if you've got, if you know somebody who would be great with your kids, but they're horrible with money, a lot of people don't know you can have somebody else be the person who's in charge of the money so that, yeah. uh, so that the money doesn't slip through
2: everybody's fingers. Yep, uh, I totally agree. We ended up partnering with a financial planning firm Um, who, who basically does all of our uh, asset planning. And one of the components of that plan is they have a trust department. So they have trustees that become the executor of the will, if you would like them to. And so that is part of the reason that uh, we went with this group was that we could create very clear, explicit directions. And they said, we will follow these to a T. So I think there is, there is something to be said for having someone that, that, you know, executes the will according to your desires. And then there is someone maybe who is taking care of your kids that is receiving, um, you know, income on a regular basis in order to do that. I could not agree more.
0: Uh, Sarah hanging out with us says maybe Chad Bozeman didn't set up his estate for the same reason Joe resisted. Maybe he was in denial and didn't want to wave the white flag. Uh, uh, I agree with that. I mean, it's gotta be that Adam, it's gotta be that the second I make my estate, that means I'm going to die. And based on his workload, the last few months of his life, he was definitely, I don't know if he was in denial, but he was definitely in, I've got more to do here before I, before I I go away. Yeah.
2: There was, there were articles about, um, Black Panther 2 and him negotiating for a higher salary on Black Panther 2 and a fear that he wasn't going, I think Hollywood's fear was that he wasn't going to get that gig. Um, Much like when the very first Iron Man came out and who was it, Terrence Howard, that was the original um, war machine that was eventually taken over by Don Cheadle. The reason Terrence Howard didn't make it into the next Iron Man was he was negotiating for too much money. And they were like, sorry, dude. Oh, So Chadwick Boseman was actually negotiating for a higher salary on Black Panther 2 that was not going to start shooting until 2021. So even right up to the point, I think, where uh, cancer really had, had riddled his body and he was starting to feel weaker, he was still negotiating for higher amounts elsewhere. So I have a theory about this. Are you Are you open to it? <laughs> I have to be now.
0: I told you we Here. don't
2: edit the show, so <laughs> bring it. I'm holding your live show captive. That's what I'm doing right now. I wonder because I read an article that he had negotiated a smaller salary on 21 Bridges so that Sienna Miller would actually get more. Because Sienna Miller is like a 38 year old actress. She was taking care of kids at home. Um, she was really happy being at home with her kids. They asked her to be a part of this and she's like only if it's the right amount, but they couldn't come to the right amount. And Chadwick Boseman ended up negotiating his salary down so they could bump hers up. And I started speculating. My assumption is that maybe he was going about life in like the universe takes care of everything anyway. Cause he, I, I assumed him to be a pretty abundant person. He was doing lots of movies. He was making millions of dollars yet to, to only have 938,000 in an estate having made millions, one might assume that his relationship to money is like, it all takes care of itself anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which, which is, ind- I would love by the way, to prove that by seeing how he spent money, but that's something we will never ever get to see. Sadly.
2: And just a well-dressed dude. He was a very well-dressed dude. So I'm, I'm imagining like he had tailors. He had, you know, he had a stylist. He was probably spending hundreds of thousands, if not millions a year on his threads. That's him, my, my my story. Him or Adam
0: Carroll. I'm not sure who the better dressed person is, but uh, it's close. In just a moment, uh, Adam's going to save the show with the best takeaway we've ever had. But in just a moment, uh, that will be in just a moment. Before we get to that, though, I want to say a big thanks to everybody who's used our link when they've gone to NordPass.com. With NordPass, you can store your passwords in the cloud and access them on your desktop, on mobile, on your favorite browser, all encrypted on your device for your eyes only. They work. They lock the passwords. You hold the key, get up to 50% off and a 30-day money-back guarantee by heading to nordpass.com forward slash MWF for money with friends. That's nordpass.com forward slash MWF. And what's interesting that has a lot to do with Chadwick Boseman passing away is that when you pass away, uh, I was about to say if you pass away, but really for all of us, it's when, isn't it? I mean, let's be realistic here. When you pass away, Way, other people are going to need to know where all of your things are. And if you use a password manager, that's yet one more clue of how to get into all of your stuff. Cause it's all in one place. Cheryl knows something happens to me. She just goes into NordPass. There's all the different passwords, all the different important places, all in one. What's our big takeaway here, Adam from Chadwick Boseman passing away without a will.
2: Well, I think the big takeaway is you've worked really hard your entire life to amass a certain amount of assets. And I think that the very simple uh, yet not overly simplistic solution to this is figuring out how do I create a document that will make sure that those assets that I've worked really hard to accumulate pass immediately to my beneficiaries, to my spouse, my children, et cetera, without going into financial purgatory. uh, That is the probate process. And that financial purgatory does a couple of things. Number one it will somewhat soil the reputation that you have with your family into the future. I know lots of families who have gone through this process that then sort of curse the, you know, the the person who has passed because they didn't set things up on the back end and it made it very, very difficult. Do yourself and your family a favor, get that will written and make sure you avoid probate at all costs.
0: Yeah. The only thing I'm going to add on that is it took me an hour. It takes an hour and i felt way better than i thought i was going to so and i and i, and I think you will too i've I, I let's put it this way i've never heard anybody adam say i feel worse because i did my estate
2: i really I wish have, i wouldn't have written my will my estate plan <laughs>
0: why why did i do that and we're laughing but clearly there's a lot of people i had that wall in front of me i think a lot of people have that wall in front of him and you will feel better than you think yeah i heard a rumor that you've got some really Awesome stuff coming up on the podcast, my friend.
2: I have some awesome stuff coming up on the podcast. Yes, which rumor mill have you been listening to? Uh,
0: the one that um, the one that uh, well, page six clearly. Page six is <laughs> saying that Chadwick Boseman passed away without an estate, and that Adam Carroll has some fantastic stuff coming up on the show. What's coming up on
2: the show? I have I have so many guests that are coming up in the next few episodes that are all part of my freedom series. And the freedom series are people who are experiencing a certain level of freedom in the midst of all this chaos that we've had throughout the year. Uh, some have geoliberated. This is a new term that I did not uh, I was not aware of until they brought it up, Joe, but geoliberation means you are not not homeless but house free meaning you don't have a permanent location. You're geo liberated. You can live wherever you choose. I tried that. How did that work for you? Not
0: good. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. I can see why it's for some people and I'm glad that I tried it, but not for me.
2: I like stuff. I mean, I don't, I, like, I wouldn't say I'm I amass a mass. I like having books, you know, I like having, I have a couple of guitars over here. I like having some things that make me feel like I'm at home. So one of my guests is Geo Liberated. Um, I have another one who's figured out from an emotional health, brain health perspective, how to free yourself from all of the chaos and fear and divisiveness and extremism that's going on today. Um, Because I think that's part of the challenge that people are in. um, That if we want to, you know, make friends with our money, we actually have to be in a very peaceful place anyway. And I don't know that people are experiencing a lot of peace. So that's one of the episodes coming up. Just a lot of like really good, down home cool stories of people you'll listen to and they'll go i need to do that
0: i i didn't realize that there was any mess going on this year you you got, <laughs> that, that that was the surprise for me like wow really a mess what are you so talking about <laughs> with blinders on <laughs> <laughs> talk about having covid my god yeah uh this is a year of of just absolute ugly ugly ugliness uh coming up tomorrow adam is back and we are talking about google certification at least one university president of a major liberal arts college it's is really saying that maybe maybe higher education needs to be looking in their rearview mirror at this what's it all about we'll be back here tomorrow adam and i with more money with friends bye-bye
1: For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're
0: well worth following we promise. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only.
1: I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends.